da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. What up, ma'am, fam? Uh, It is me, Richard Barden, your host for today. I am joined by my co-host. I've got two co-hosts today that are two old, longtime friends of the show. One being one of the hosts, Brian. Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? And... uh, just chilling cool we're recording during the day it's always i know it's like the best but also uh it throws me off for about two minutes you know until we kind of get settled i said the same thing to kent and i did uh uncut gems the other day and uh we also did during the day it's the only time of year we ever can record during the day and i was like i don't i I like it schedule wise but i don't like talking to kent during the day kind of you know we're not for me weirded me out he's a nighttime friend Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, totally. Uh, and also joining us, you can hear a snicker there, is a uh, friend of the show, Amy. Amy, how's it going? Hi. Really good. <laughs> awesome. Don't sound too excited to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to you'll, be you'll, here. Oh, yeah. No, you'll <laughs> alarm people yeah. otherwise. But yeah, no, we're, we're here to talk about Little Women today, a movie that I think we were all pretty excited for. I know, I don't remember where you had Lady Bird, Brian, but that was my number one of 2017, mm. was it? Um. Was it? Yeah, what, yeah. What, they all run together. Yeah, uh, so that that so I was excited for this because I'm a, I've become a uh, I liked Greta Gerwig quite a bit as an actress, but now as a filmmaker, I, I just she's one of my favorites, and so I didn't have a huge background with this book. Uh, certainly knew of it, knew of the 1994 movie, knew of various adaptations, the uh, you know the Friends episode that we played with on social media this week, all kinds of stuff. But I I didn't have it's not a, a classic that I have a a ton of familiarity with, um, and so it was it was it was kind of sold as a not necessarily reimagining, but a, a, a you know some added verve and things to it in, in terms of the production of it. And now, uh, now we finally get to see it and, uh, and, and, and review it. So I'm excited for this. This was a a really fun one for me. It lived up to the hype on my end in terms of general thoughts. I thought the performances were all outstanding. Uh, I love the script. I think, man, Gerwig's such a great, uh, director, but I, I just, I love her so much as a, as a writer. And, um, and I just thought this, this was one of the, I texted you guys after I was like, man, I really, really dug that as we, as I walked out and, you know, so much of it was like, so much of the social media around this was like, if you don't like this, you're an idiot. And so I went into it like wanting to hate it just because I love to be a contrarian. And then I was just within three minutes, like totally blown away. I was like, you're right. Whoever doesn't like this is yeah. dumb. So uh, <laughs> you're right, social media for once. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are kind of my thoughts overall. I, 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 it's a bummer this isn't getting more like making more money, but hopefully it kind of... It's so positive. I hope. Gosh, Olive will not be quiet. It's so positive that I hope we, we, uh, we it, it gains a momentum into into award season. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I so I I've seen multiple adaptations of this uh, of this book. I I would I was telling Amy off the air before you hopped on, Richard. I I would have told you before I saw this movie that I've definitely read this book and I hate it. Um, seeing this movie i was like i actually don't think i read the book i think this was probably a cliff notes one as i was want to do during uh high school and stuff i i don't know what, what your 
how you are, Amy. I know Richard is like the biggest reader in the world. I love to read and I, I very I really love to read growing up. My my parents' house is I mean, God forbid if there's ever a fire, um, they will for sure not make it out. They have I don't know, millions of, of books in their house. And I and I read tons and tons and tons growing up. Uh and then in uh in high school, I I felt like I don't know, like a lot of people, I think I, I, I loved English. I love writing. And then I had a couple of bad English teachers in high school and it, it kind of stole the joy of, of books from me. Cause you just, I just got so bogged with, uh, terrible books that no one wanted to read. And, and I kind of just stopped. And so this is one of those that was, that was in that set mm-hmm. of books for me as, as, I mean, it took me a decade after high school to appreciate Shakespeare, you know, and, and, Anything else that pretty much anything else that I read in high school or was assigned to read in high school, um, I hated. I just I hated all of it, and I hated mm-hmm. the English teachers that that bogged down on it. I had one really good English teacher in tenth grade, and uh, and I loved that class. And I the stuff that we read in there, some of it was Shakespeare, some of it uh, like even Beowulf. Like she just had a, a great way of um, not making classic literature a whip which mm-hmm. feels like it should be a requirement for an english teacher but definitely was not with with uh with my other english teachers growing up um and so i've kind of written off all these and it took me a really long time to get back into reading at all so there's part of me that after seeing a movie like this and and going back and looking and and doing a little research on how it uh, agrees with or varies from the book and stuff I was like maybe Maybe this is one of those that's like the I probably would enjoy it now as an adult, not having it, uh, you know, just ruined for me by by terrible English teachers. But <laughs> I did not expect to like this movie much at all. I love Greta. And that was the big pull for me was was just um, I think that she is a I mean, I, I just think she's a, she's a brilliant filmmaker and I'm excited to see what she's going to put to screen, even if it's a prod, even if it's a project that I'm not excited about. I was not excited when they when it was announced that she was going to do this movie. I was like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, please. Um, and now I see why, because this movie is very, very, very good. I, I left the theater uh, and texted Richard. and I was like, well, is that the best movie of the year? Like this? That was an incredible film. And I, I was not prepared for how uh how great it was how much and mm, more than that how uh invested i was in all of it in the stories and the characters and in the way that the that greta put it to i just i was blown away by that she was an amazing job the cast is incredible this um this year has been really really good i think and uh for as much uh, for as much crap as I gave it during the summer, especially because the summer blockbusters were just brutal. Um, but in terms of just overall quality and good movies, especially the last three or four months has really come through strong. And um, to so to put that into to say that this movie this year has been incredibly strong for for very, very good to great movies and that this one is for sure going to be in my top three, if not number one at the end of the year, uh, I think is, is a huge, is a huge compliment. So I loved it. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you about it, Amy, and see, uh, how you're feeling, uh, as far as, uh, the, the adaptation goes, I know you were, uh, seriously into the, the 94 version of this movie. Yeah, and so, understatement. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess let, what's your background on, on the book and, or the movie and there the, uh, the previous movies and then general thoughts on this movie. Yeah, I feel like I had a similar experience to you in high school, Brian, of just like 
books being a beating and teachers kind of ruining them. And then I also had an awesome teacher in 11th grade, shout out Miss Kitchen, who really taught me how to interpret books and how to make them not just studying for a pop quiz on them or whatever. Um, but yeah, Little Women never really made it like I was never assigned it in high school. And I was 10 when the 94 version came out. So then I definitely saw it in the theater and then watched it, I don't, 75 more times at home, I think somewhere around there. So it felt silly to read the book after that, after kind of knowing beat for beat, like every plot point. Um, but then I did go through a phase of reading where I think I saw The Count of Monte Cristo like in 11th grade and I hadn't read the book and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like if, so I kind of fell backwards into appreciating books. Mm. I like started watching adaptations and was like, oh, this is based on a book. I should, I, I went through a phase where I was like, I'm not seeing any more adaptations unless I've read the book. So I remember like having tickets to War of the Worlds and like sitting on my bed, flipping pages, <laughs> trying to get there before my family went to go see that. Um, I've graduated from that phase of life at this point, just due to time. But um, yeah, so then we were getting casting news that for you Uh, yeah basically i'm just like i gotta go see it before i can finish this yeah Yeah, i just had to be there um but then yeah we were getting casting news for this movie and i forgot to fact check this but i think meg was um supposed to be emma stone at one point so i remember being wildly disappointed when it was in fact going to be emma watson (laughs) but every other piece of casting news about this was so exciting Brian had us contributors do our top 10 of the 2010s and Lady Bird was like my number 11. Mm. So yeah, it was, I, I could hear the argument of like, do we need this? But at the same time, I was like, yes, I think we sure. definitely do. I need to see Timothy Chalamet as Laurie <laughs> with Saoirse Ronan as Joe. And it really didn't disappoint on any front for me. Yeah, no, I, same. I was, I was excited for this too. Um, in terms of all the casting and everything, you succeed. Okay, this is this is pretty fun. I I kind of uh, <laughs> I sent Brian this text. Uh, there's the the great sports writer, DC guy, uh, Tony Cor- Kornheiser is a sports writer, mm-hmm, and a television personality. He's mm-hmm. had a quote on his podcast a couple of weeks ago that he said, "You know, I'm of the age now where I just I only enjoy Saoirse Ronan movies," um, <laughs> and I kind of am that way too. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> I just uh, I, I just I love her, and uh, and so. She's she her her casting I got me fifty percent more excited because I, I think her and Greta have such a great uh working relationship and, mm-hmm. and it, certainly Lady Bird mm-hmm. was was magnificent. And so I was fired up from there. And then the rest of, yes, you're right. Diminishing returns. I don't I don't think thank God I never saw the Emma Stone news. I just saw because <laughs> I would have been pretty let down by that. That, yeah. that would have been, yeah. that been a tough L for me uh, <laughs> in terms of, of that. But yeah. But uh, all that being said, the 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 rest of the cast really filled out great. Love Florence. Love love everyone else in it. And and I really enjoy uh, Timothy Chalamet as well. I, I I didn't know that character well, so I wasn't good enough to say, oh, he'll be a perfect match for that. But it was fun to see him in something a little more. Man, he does some really heavy movies. It was fun to see mm-hmm. him kind of just be charming, <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a better way because he certainly has that in his in in real life. I think he, everyone is sort of at least ten percent in love with him. So, um, yeah. So I I I was really excited for in terms of the the I, I was interested though in it. I didn't know as we went into it would it be a, a modern retelling. You know, would they do kind of the Sherlock thing with it? Uh, would they do would the dialogue just be modernized? stylized with or would it be a really true kind of adaptation of the book this 
this certainly wasn't in modern times or anything, but it it kind of bridged that gap really well. It felt both contemporary and classic. Maybe it's just sort of the accents of the actors that made it feel classic, but I I really liked the tone and style of this quite a bit, really bridging the gap between, you know, a book from the 1800s and now. What do you what about you, Brian? I thought I think that was maybe my biggest takeaway. You hit it right on the head is I don't, you know, I just I don't dig I don't typically dig costume drama type right. movies. It's just not my it's not my scene and I like I like big explosiony things. And I, I anyway, I, I like little indie movies too. It's it's the period piece is just not my not my thing. And part of that is it always just feels so uh old i don't know like it just it, yeah. it, it always feels very traditional but in a boring way to me and throughout the movie i just kept saying that to myself i'm like i she is doing this thing where she's she is blending extremely traditional filmmaking um with a with her eye with a unique eye and and a and a storytelling concept and and the way that she's doing that is unbelievable i i, I just i can't get over how great that is and the way that she she put that together because it i mean th- if you take this cast because this cast is very very good and i want to talk about all of them pretty much um if you take this cast you take this script it's a it's probably the best adaptation of little women regardless but it's there's more to it than I don't just know, that. dude no one on a writer man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh tough loss there but uh but no like the she i i i we say it all the time, like you can tell uh, the difference between a good filmmaker and a great filmmaker, and and part of it is just kind of the eye, like where your eye goes on the screen and how um, uh, what the shot composition and shot selection and the way that that uh, the the director and the cinematographer frame things and all of that. And it was I I was blown away, genuinely. I mean, over and over again, I was like, gosh, that is a great shot, and goodness, what is she, how is she uh, pulling this off and, you know, over and over. I thought it was perfect on that front. Yeah, I agree. And she's, she's definitely has a a style and the costume design and everything was really vibrant and everything as well. That really, you know, gave you things to shoot Mm -hmm. scenes, uh, scenery and everything. But, uh, yeah, I looked up the cinematographer too, because I, I noticed that too. I, I always feel like we don't have the Kent eye, right. Where we shoot stuff whereas he does. And like, I always feel like if I notice the cinematography, it's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I kind of, or really bad if I notice it, if it's Louis Lettier, yeah. but it's everything kind of between same thing, both of those. Things, yeah. Like everything you, between you like notice a, until it's great or it's terrible. Yeah. Everything between a four and an eight is kind of the same mm-hmm. to me, but I always sure. notice eight and above. And so I looked up and he, I think had only done really French films or, or I, I don't know, is York a male or female name? Uh, he, okay. So, uh, he had only done, man, he's, he's a, a, a real talent as well. And combining that with, with uh, also, I give the director credit for this. I give credit all the credit. Such a such a, this movie moves like a train. Yes. You know, there's no. That's the other thing from costume drama. Sometimes even the really good ones linger too long in places because if you do a really true adaptation of things, um, things before like everything before like 1990 is like mm-hmm. slow, <laughs> yeah. uh, in a way. You know, even 70s movies that are great, you you go, wow, they're really. We're lingering here for a little bit. Okay, that's fine. You have to kind of readjust your brain. And this movie, to credit's credit, both writing and directing it, 
it it has the classic sensibility of a, of a full on costume drama. It is emotive and emotional and evocative and all the things you want from that, but has a pace to it that's modern. Um, that is both visual and and in the written word. I thought, what, mm-hmm. Amy, how did that compare? You know, you're a fan of the 1994 film. I have seen that, but not in quite some time. How did that compare yeah. to that film for you? Yeah, as soon as we opened up in New York, I was like, oh, whoa, where? what are we doing here? What is she saying here? And this is where Greta kind of, I think, was running the risk for me of like, do we need this? And then as soon as we opened up in New York, I was like, oh, we're doing something creative mm-hmm. and we're possibly even saying something a little more pointed. And because then that forces your audience, especially those of us that are familiar with the story, to say, um, okay, why are we in New York already? What are we saying here? And then Tracy Letts was kind of great in this, I thought, um, and was fun. So I kind of loved every dialogue that she was having with her, what, what was it, a magazine or a newspaper? Or, um, every dialogue that she was having with him negotiating and talking about um, her stories. And so as soon as we're situated in New York, it forces the audience to say, okay, what is Greta doing here? Why are we here already? And it's um, kind of posturing, I think, all of us to say, okay, now we're talking about this economic status for women and agency for women in the mid 19th century. And uh, whether whether that's depressing or not, that's like still relevant today. So it feels mm-hmm. like it's putting a modern, um, like a modern a commentary that is still relevant today on a really familiar old story. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we were doing that, I was like, this is fresh. This is cool. I'm super all in. And I trust her with what she's saying. Not that Louisa May Alcott was not saying any of those things in her book or that they weren't saying that in the 94, but it really kind of puts it like literally front and center for the audience to be saying, um, this is a struggle that Joe is having. And it's kind of the struggle that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And she's saying lots of other things too. And I, I think we can talk about Joe in the third act and what she's wrestling with. Um, mm-hmm. But I just really liked that storytelling choice. It super worked for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was kind of all here for it. Super risky too. Like that's a very yeah. mm-hmm. ambitious choice to anytime you do a nonlinear story, you're, it, you know, you're risking that the audience isn't going to, going to fall in line. Isn't going to really pick up on what you're doing, but to do it with some, with a, with a, a source material that is so beloved and, um, uh, and to, to do it in the way that she did it is, is a really, I don't know that she's, she should, maybe I haven't paid too much attention to the buzz. So maybe I'm, you know, maybe everybody is saying, Hey, that's a really risky, ambitious choice. But, uh, that seems like something that could not necessarily get overlooked, but be understated of what a big deal that is to, to, to go that route and then to pull it off and do it as, as well as, as she did. Mm -hmm. Right. And the 94 one is totally linear, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. just very easy to follow. And so being so familiar with that story, there was never a time where I was confused as to where we were. It also Mm -hmm. helps when Joe gets her hair cut and that sort of thing. I think there was one scene where I was like, is this young Beth that's sick or old Beth or Mm -hmm. whatever? But yeah, I had the same thought on one, one, uh, just with Beth. Same, same. Yeah. Same. same. Yeah. Yeah, But other than that, I I was, I thought it was easy to track with. So before we go into the main, you know, the, the four little women, let's, let's go into the supporting cast real quick, really interesting kind of traditional choices and out of the box choices in this. Um, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, yeah, the <laughs> goat. out of the box one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, Chris Cooper too. Love Chris Cooper. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, great. Chris Cooper. 
every single time he was on screen, I was just like bawling. Can you be my grandfather? He was incredible. And look, I I mean, I know he, Greta wrote an incredible, made that part very, very authentically emotional. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the script is great and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But also he had the perfect on-screen presence for that particular role and what he Agree. was doing i was i was just like over and over again when he was on screen i i just i mean seriously i was sitting there like teared up the whole time because he was just so emotionally packed but in a again in a really really genuine authentic way so sorry didn't mean to no there, but he was incredible he is he's great own kirk was great in it meryl streep like the most obvious meryl streep performance not mm-hmm. in a negative way but it's like you tell mm-hmm. me you're making this in 2019 i'm like well okay <laughs> and March is Merrill, right? It's like, yep. Okay, cool. Right. Well, let's go ahead and check that box. That's great. Um, yeah. Laura Dern really g- throwing heat in this one, trying to. Uh, she's she's uh, she's good. And then uh, uh, oh, Tracy Letts. Yeah. Oh, one of the yeah. one of the goats. I love Tracy Letts so much. Yeah, he's, so, he's had a really good good year too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was a great Mister Dashwood. So and then uh, rounding up, I don't know if it's really supporting cast, but non Little Women cast is is Chalamet. Mm-hmm. At uh, Chalamet Sachet away, as uh, John Mulaney would say, and uh, I, as as Laurie, um, what Amy? I, I want to stop down on this one a little bit because this is a performance that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk. What did you think as as someone who's an OG with this, at least back to 1994? Uh, how 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 did he come off? Right. So he's trying to fill Christian Bale's shoes, young Christian Bale's shoes. So that uh, is a challenge. I, th- I think who, maybe who the did old- it in a fat suit as Dick Cheney, which was weird, <laughs> weird choice. It was, it was a weird creative choice. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's hard. But I guess my only complaint with with him is that he looks so young and is so like there was sometimes yeah. I was like, do you, do you need to fill out your clothes a little more? But maybe that's maybe that's just how it was supposed to look. But other than that, I'm just like like the scene. Are we are we worried about spoilers no. for a we'll, mid 19th we'll century we'll novel? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. You're spoiling <laughs> 200 years sorry. old. How dare you? Right. Yeah. right. Um, when you know, when he's turn when Joe turns him down, I'm just like, okay, this is this is perfect. Like you're doing all of the range of emotions that I want to see from Lori here and responding perfectly to her. And that I that was when I was like, okay, this is like he's given Christian Bale a serious run for his money here and I I don't I this is the only Lori I need right now. Mm. I, I thought he was great. Yeah, it was so I really like Timothy Chalamet. I'm not. I'm not uh, part of Chalamet Nation. I guess I've, I've always Chalamet thought, strong. Yeah, <laughs> Chalamet up. Chalamet up. Um, <laughs> I've always thought he's man. He's he's very good. Um, but I, I I wasn't. I wasn't. All, maybe I just hadn't quite clicked. But this one it, it clicked. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like this this kid's really 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 good. And uh, how to? I mean, that's just a that's an all star performance. I this is gonna be this movie is gonna have a tough time. I think. Um, with when it comes to Oscars and stuff, just because they're all so good that it's going to be tough yeah. to differentiate on them. Um, totally, I would say give this the the SAG award right now for, for yeah. best mm-hmm. cast I mean, ensemble. It's, it's yeah, unbelievable. But um, I'm very curious to see see how this how it turns out and and who who gets those uh those award nods. But yeah, he boy he was he was great. Um, Laura Dern was great, and I'm um, I don't know, yeah. RB, you and I have both been uh anti-lore during in the past i'm starting to wonder if um it was more about 
my dislike of of uh of Dern Nation than it was her because she's been really good in a lot of stuff lately. But this was that's the best performance she she's ever had. I think I was just I so, blown yeah. away by her on the screen. I think we yeah. I don't know what I, I, she was in like ten years of movies where I would, people would just go nuts, and I was like, yeah, she's you know I just didn't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. think we go ahead and transfer that now okay. to Laura Winnie. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Let's yeah. not let's be anti Laura Winnie now. <laughs> oh just gosh. to. Eric and are you, uh, do we have approval of the, yeah. uh, no, she's great. In this. She's great. In a lot of things, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I think she, I officially, the Baron Davis romance was when I turned for <laughs> okay. me. Right. That's fair. <laughs> um, that was, that's the, the couple of the decade as far as I'm concerned. Um, so yeah, no, she, she's great in this, 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 I liked Xiaomei a lot in this. I it's, I think he's someone it'll be interesting. You're right. I mean, that he's so young looking and at a certain point there'll be diminishing returns on these roles. Um, but it'll be, I think he's an, I, I, I do think he'll be around a long time. It'll be fun to watch him uh, grow up, you know, not to compare him that he'll have this type of career. Cause who does, but you know, Leo was really young looking till he wasn't It's true. And just all of right, a sudden yeah. one day it was like, Oh, he's a man now, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so that could happen too. Like, That's you a know, good I don't know. Get like, out yeah. of that bear. He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Somewhere between like, catch me if you can or right after that yeah all of a sudden he was like oh yeah he can play 30 now and i think that'll happen with chalamet too Mm -hmm. but you're right he's still like kind of kitty looking um uh but it worked in this i think it it was fine uh there's you know the the little women are are quite young so it would it's probably better that it wasn't like tom hardy like lusting after them and creeping (laughs) everyone out you know um so (laughs) i'll take i i'll err on i'll err on the side of young than (laughs) than uh (laughs) And then old on that. It's real creepy, uh, and you can't understand anything he's saying. Why is he wearing a mask? Stop that! Covering his face, I don't understand. <laughs> um, is that the style, or is it? Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a scarf. <laughs> Gar's one of Johnny's scarves for it. I always um, loved you. Like, what? So so yeah, funny. Uh, but now let's. I guess we should get into the 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 women of little, uh, the March <laughs> ladies, um, because obviously this movie is about them. So I wanted to kind of build to sure. to them. Uh, so we have we have Saoirse Ronan as Joe, Emma Watson as Meg, Florence Pugh as Amy, and Eliza Scanlon as Beth. All right, rank them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my gosh, just get really. <laughs> <laughs> this takes a horrible turn. <laughs> no, uh, I think you know that you're right. This is an ensemble movie, but I mean, Saoirse Ronan is yeah. just is such a, uh, a present, and she's. A, I mean, I think she's a true genius, and and I I'm kind of here to watch, as I mentioned earlier, her her in anything. Uh, but what what stood out? Did, did you like? All, obviously, all four are interesting actresses. Did did the character match the actress as you as one would would want? Brian, I'll go to you first. I thought they they were all uh, look three out of four were great, and then yeah. Emma Watson was there, and sure. like, <laughs> she was fine. She was fine. She wasn't bad sure, yeah. by any means. Um, she just she just doesn't have any. It, there's just it just feels like a blank wall on screen. She just doesn't have any real charm, and uh, and and Saoirse, Saoirse, I can't say Sersha does. Yeah, in in just spades yeah. and. And Florence does. And I mean, she's incredible. And um, Eliza Scanlon was, that's not a real charismatic 
role, but she she nailed every little little note throughout. And I thought she was fantastic. And Emma Stone, or excuse me, Emma Watson was was just kind of there. Um, and I I don't know, like we. I'm not going to bag so, on her. She was fine, but it wasn't, it, it definitely, there were a few moments. She's always, she's replacement level to use a yeah, sports term. Always, always to me. And everyone worse than her would be bad and everyone better yeah, than her no, would be good. That's, yeah. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> it just, there was a couple of moments where there's a couple more, like the one with, with when she's in the room with Joe right before her, her mm. wedding and stuff, I thought that was very good. And there was a couple of moments along the line where I was like, yeah, that was, that was solid. But there were also multiple where it just felt like, it felt like the camera was screaming at her, like, please just give me something. Please mm-hmm. give me something here because everyone else is really putting it on the line. And she just, I just don't think she has the the gear to go to. So I don't, I, I look, we uh, talked about this in, in beauty and the beast too. Mm-hmm. She, she, she's not a bad actress by any means. She just, uh, there's a certain star power that she, which I would have bet she would have had in same. spades when she was young, uh, that just hasn't translated. And I think she can do, you know, smaller, more realistic performance, but things that kind of require, and this character kind of doesn't mm-hmm. much, so she's sure. fine in it. Um, but anything like the requires anything bigger than this, it's always just kind of like, it's just very flat um, yes. and understated, yeah. Yeah. which I think for certain roles would be fine. Yeah. We talked about this as like, I'm sure she was busy with, uh, obviously Emma Stone would have been, I mean, she's right. one of the great, great actresses, but we were talking about, uh, I'm sure she was busy with star Wars, but now that we have Daisy Ridley, like, we're good, Emma Watson. Like you can, we'll take mm-hmm. you know, like we'll take Daisy Ridley in these roles. Like that could be, mm-hmm. uh, if we need a British sort of brunette, we we're good there. Yeah. Um, and you can go do interesting smaller films, but in terms of movie star quality, we we kind of have a mm-hmm. version of that now. Yeah. Um, there was someone else. There's a there's a, a male version we had of that too, where it was like we had like a B team version. Then we got we talked about yeah, the shot camera, and then we all of a sudden we had the A. Yeah, we had the A A version. We were like, okay, we're done with it. <laughs> right. Um, we're okay. I feel the same way about uh, who's the Harry Potter guy now? Um, Radcliffe, uh, Eddie Redmayne. No, oh, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. Yeah. It's like we have Ben Winshaw now. Like right. we're you we're can okay. go do it. Yeah. We know. Yeah, we're better. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally. Agree. Um, but I did th- look. She they did a great job. Greta did a great job of writing that to and, and adapting that to um, to highlight what Emma Watson does do well. And I thought Emma Watson yes. was fine. I, I just she was she was she, not distractingly bad no, at all. Absolutely like, no. Absolutely. Not. She hit she was just clearly to me was very clearly the fourth out of four on the screen totally. of, yeah, of the little one. But otherwise go to the corner, hit yeah. a couple threes, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. fine. You don't have to handle the ball. Yeah. Like we're fine. Yeah. Exactly. So but you know, I thought all three of the others, they they fit their roles incredibly well and embodied those roles so well. I was I was uh I, I you know, I didn't see Midsummer um because I like to sleep and same. So I don't have a much background with uh, with Florence. Uh, yeah, and she was Sersha movie star man. Look, Sersha is the best, and she's if if anyone's getting an, a best actress nom- excuse me best actress nomination out of this, it's her for sure, and she one hundred percent deserves it. She is a genius. Um, I thought that Florence had the hardest role to play in the movie. I thought uh, the jumping back and forth between, and I know it's nonlinear, so she can, whatever, uh, but to do both the sort of uh, bratty 16 year old and the um, aged wise, mature 20 year old, you know, um, and to kind of to your point, Amy, like with Beth, there was a couple of times where I was like, I'm not sure which, which version this is based on Beth, like what, where we are in the timeline. 
with Charlotte, there was, or excuse me, Florence, there was never any question to me. She did such a brilliant job of, mm-hmm. uh, oh, she's, she's young right now. She's not young right now. And like the, the attitudes and the way that she presented herself on screen and stuff, I, I was, I was kind of blown away by how, how great she was. Um, I knew, yeah. I knew, I knew Saoirse was going to be great. You know, yeah, there was, there was no question about that. I was not, I think maybe the most reliable, yeah, great sure. actor of either gender going right now in terms of like, Oscar quality mm. of, of, of her generation, you know, it's like, she's going to be, I'm that I don't have to worry about. Yeah, like totally. it's a going to, she'll be good, but I think she picks really interesting mm-hmm. movies yeah. too. And, Absolutely. and, uh, and care and, and infuses her characters with a, mm-hmm. a different part of her personality every time, which is cool. Yeah. She's just a really cool actor. Like yeah, I, totally. I, I'm, I'm pumped. She's in the new, she's got a, like some British movie with, uh, Kate Winslet next year. Mm. Um, but then she also has the French dispatch, the new Wes Anderson. Yeah. I think she's a pretty big part in that. Yeah. So okay. that cast is unreal. If you haven't looked that up, that yeah, looks pretty. That. I was hoping solid. that was going to drop surprise this year, but it'll be next year. Yeah. So. No one knows. Is it, it's theatrical, right? He hasn't mm-hmm. signed any kind of streaming so. deal, right? Yeah. I think it'd be so. weird if he did it. Right. But right. yeah, it's like Francis McDormand, Bill Murray, Chalamet again. Right. Uh, it's a I think Tilda Swinton's in that. It's like forty deep. Got everybody. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Henry Wrinkler's in that. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Nice. That's As great. the Fonz, though. That's great. Um, well, Amy, how did you feel? Like to get back to that, how did you feel on th- as far as the actresses embodying these characters? As somebody who had a little more background with uh, at least the the movie and the the previous movie and the material and stuff, how did they how did they do on that front? Yeah, similar to you guys, Emma Watson is like the kind of a placeholder for me. There's a little bit of a sense that Meg is kind of a placeholder character, you know, mm. like she's kind of um, I, actually I thought Greta gave her a little more to do in this one than at least in the 94 version um, in terms of dialogue and story and um, like her interaction with her husband over their like finances. That mm. was a new scene. Um, so I thought she was kind of like you said like kind of begging her to give us a little bit more and giving her opportunities and she just kind of like i don't know hit some bunts instead of home runs or whatever um so yeah i thought she was fine she didn't like take away from the movie um eliza scanlon did you guys watch sharp objects i did on hbo yeah Yeah. okay yeah so that was my only experience with her so when i saw that she was cast as Beth, like like the like most benevolent character in all of American <laughs> literature, I was like, wow, this this could be pr- an opportunity to show her range because she was terrifying so in that show. <laughs> um, so I was, but yeah, I, I thought she was great. Um, the when Claire Danes dies in the ninety four version, it's like the most um, like emotional terrorism scene that <laughs> has ever existed, and I but I do weep every single time, so that's like seventy five sure. times. Um, this was a little bit more modest in terms of the terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, I thought she was great. And I, I just thought, um, Eliza brought a little more, um, depth to her role. And this is the writing too, you know, like just depth to her relationship with Joe. Like I felt, um, Joe's grief over Beth dying was a little more earned in this version. Um, whether that's Greta, Sersha or Eliza or a combination of all of their credit. Um, I'm not sure, but, yeah, I, I thought I thought she did a great job. Um, yeah, same with Bren. I didn't watch uh, Midsummer um, because I also like to sleep. So this was basically I my did. first. Ex- uh, oh, okay. <laughs> did you sleep last night? Not at all, but most okay. nights, like, you know, <laughs> okay. a few hours in there. But uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, she's great in that. I mean, that's a Ken. I did an episode on that, I think, and uh, that's a a really interesting, weird movie um, that I I re <laughs> can't say I enjoyed it, but I respect it quite a bit, both on the aesthetic and the performances in it. Mm-hmm. She's, I think, I don't know if Sersha in a traditional sense. I think she'll, you know, she'll always be a movie star in terms of like the Meryl Streep sense of the word. I think she's just that good. I think Florence Pugh has the opportunity to be a real, like a, what we consider like yeah. a movie star, movie right. star, you know, mm-hmm. um, so charismatic. She's in the new black widow movie. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But, um, she, she can do, I, I search is certainly a better actress, um, than ever, anyone. Most, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, she has that kind of star quality that, uh, you just see, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be looking at her and all kinds of different stuff for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing you saw like when you see Jennifer Lawrence the first time you go, yes, yes she's beautiful, but there's, there's something like, you know, or, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of examples of that where you go, it, yeah, that's great that you're pretty, but there's, there's a real star power to you, um, that, that she has in, in fold. So I, I'm mm-hmm. really interested in her next few years, the choices she makes. Yeah. Whether she does more things like this because she's more than capable of being nominated for Oscars and stuff. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Or if she does more like the Black Widow stuff and just makes a ton of money, which get those checks too, whatever you got, or a combination right. thereof. Yeah. I don't. She definitely seems like somebody who's going to pop up in, well, maybe it's Black Widow. I don't know. But yeah. there's going to be a blockbuster in the next couple of yes. years that where she is featured prominently and a lot of people uh, who, who don't see smaller movies and that, you know, that's fine. That's the bulk of the movie going population. But yeah. a lot of people are going to say, Whoa, who's this? You know, right. and we're gonna be like, well, she was great, and, and just yeah. be super. And about let's it. just only hope it's not like a Godzilla. Sure, sure, <laughs> because those, yeah, that's totally. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she's she's she'll I think, and, and Scanlon's really interesting too. I I I uh, her career could go myriad directions. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I I think this will be. Uh, I don't know. I think this could be. Re- one of those films that you look back on what's what's one of those it's not it's not uh there's some movies from like the late 80s where you go wow all of these actresses or actors were in this and none of them you know maybe one of them had, had been a star already like Saoirse in this case but that you know that's a fantasy team now of of mm-hmm. movie stars um this could this has the potential to do that and it's kind of a cool Meryl's nowhere near done yet but I think if anyone's going to be Meryl for the next 30 years it's Saoirse Ronan so it's kind of a cool pass the torch sure. thing there if you're interested in those mm-hmm. sort of narratives mm-hmm. as well but Meryl may you know, May- Meryl may have 14 more Oscar nominations in her. I don't, I don't mean to say right. she's done this year. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, this, this was an interesting talk. Do you, anything else you guys want to hit on before we go into grades? I thought the score was really good. Um, yes. I'm I was going to say guy. the plot, I'm right? Not, yeah. I'm not Kent on that front. So I'm, I'm certainly not the, the most knowledgeable, but it, it, I thought it, it played very well. And I, you know, I speak often about how how easy I am to to cry in a movie and how mm-hmm. that doesn't um, it's not difficult whatsoever. Uh, this one, it even in the moments when I'm like, okay, I know that the movie is trying to make me cry right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give in. That's fine. I'm I'm with it. Yeah. You know, this one was one where it was like I don't think that I there was no point at which I felt like uh, you referenced the emotional terrorism, Amy. That yeah. I did not feel like uh, ever. That Greta yeah. was standing behind me, um, you know, 
<laughs> with a gun threatening me, you know, making you better cry or whatever, which yeah. I do get with and some the of score these. on that too. Doesn't, yeah. you know, sometimes if we, I think John Williams is the goat, but mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where you're like, okay, you know, that criticism right. is valid sometimes, sure. but this didn't. Sure. Yeah. He's an interesting, he did um, one of my favorite scores last year, the sisters brothers yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I listen to that a lot and I'm working and stuff. That's where he's a, he, he's a, uh, very prolific so mm-hmm. big time yeah he yeah. you know he also does like secret lives with pets right. two score so yeah. like he's not one of those where every one of them is perfect but he's right. a really interesting composer he has uh one two three four five f- uh, six movie five movies this year that he was the yeah. composer of so you know yeah. there's mm-hmm. he's he's a yeah prolific is a, is a good way to put it but yeah but great great score used incredibly well very effective mm-hmm. on on the use of the score in the right time to, to swell it and all that sort of stuff um, and I just, again, I, I just, I'm blown away by the storytelling aspect, uh, the way mm-hmm. that she put the script together, put the story together and hits the notes in, I mean, genuinely, genuinely all the right play. I mean, th- th- this and is, she was a hired gun on this. Did yeah, you know that she was yeah. hired to just write it before Lady Bird hit. Right. And then they were like, oh, you can, you know, after all that, you want to direct it? Sure. So that's even more sure. impressive. Yeah. It definitely... I loved Ladybird. Ladybird was in my top ten that year, yep. um, and will be somewhere in my top fifty of the of the decade when I put that list out later. And it's very, very good. This is the one though for me. That's it's not just because this one's better. The Little Women's better than Ladybird. It's just that now we've got now I've got two. You know now now I've seen what you can do. She she it for sure vaults her for me onto the list of. Whatever you do for the next ten years, I am I'm in mm-hmm. uh, just based on like her next movie is a Barbie movie, and prior right. to this, I would say prior to seeing Little Women, I would have said, "Oh boy, I'm not, I'm a little nervous about Little Women and Barbie back to back. That's a tough. That, that might not go great." And now I'm like, "Well, what's she gonna do with Barbie? That sounds great, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. it's just this is it's incredible. with Noah too, right? Aren't they doing it? I think it's with Bombach. Yes, it is. Her yeah. partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It'll be very de- depressing, Barbie. <laughs> and it's Margot, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I-, I think the ending really speaks to Brian's point, too, about um, the masterful storytelling. Because it's in this one, it kind of highlights how unearned that relationship is with Professor Bear, you know, like even more so than the 94 version, mm-hmm. I think. And that's I-, I think that's really even a nod to louisa may alcott and just kind of her struggle because historically you know this this book came out in two parts and in the interim between the two parts louisa may alcott got like tons of letters from little yeah. girls mm-hmm. being like joe better end up with Lori, you know and she's like i'm definitely not gonna do that yeah. like i'm i don't want to do that so uh, so when they're cutting back like in the middle of the like coral swell and the um umbrella at the train station and they cut back to tracy letts and mm-hmm. arguing i just thought mm-hmm. that was so smart and because now we're bookending so to speak you know her opening in new york with tracy letts and it's like this is the story that we're telling about her um struggle and her concession yeah. to because she ultimately did need to lose my alcott did concede and married mm-hmm. joe off and it was you know kind of supposed to be um, well, I don't know. I never talked to Louise Mayalcott, but I've heard <laughs> that she um, yeah. as you know, it was kind of like a, a supposed to be an absurd choice. You know, he's like not handsome and is not particularly mm-hmm. winsome. And, um, you know, so it's like supposed to be like, OK, I'm conceding and marrying her off. But, um, you know, like I'm going to make this interesting literary sure. choice to. So, sure. um, yeah, I just thought that was so smart. And now, like, here we are back with Sersha regaining some literal agency for her yeah. work and her copyright. And um, 
like in the middle of her, um, you know, conceding Mm -hmm. essentially. And it's not, and it's not a, because we got to see Joe, that scene with Marmy in the attic and Joe, um, where it was so, was so powerful to me because she like takes the opportunity to at least ask herself the question, like, has my, um, steadfastness for independence, like made me miss Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and like, am I lonely? And at least ask yourself the question. I'm not even sure that she answers it in that scene. Um, but uh, like that all felt really earned then when she when we're saying, OK, now we're looping back to Tracy Letts and her um, like regaining agency of this story and saying, yes, OK, Louisa May Alcott did need to make this concession. But here's how I'm going to kind of hold my own. Yeah. And I thought Greta Gerwig did a really mm-hmm. um, like kind of did Louisa May Alcott a solid there by making that part of her storytelling. Totally agree. That was a really yep. it's almost an epilogue. Um, but it's a really, it's a really cool scene and had, I, I, you're spot on Amy. Everything you said, I think was, was spot on. It's, it, it was a, I felt like that was, that was a, uh, that was Greta's nod to Louisa May Alcott and, and everything that she went through to get this. I I thought that was a really cool note to, to finish the film on. And I did talk like the Louisa May Alcott and she was, (laughs) (laughs) she confirms all this. Yeah, not without a heat and some serious smelling salts or whatever that good one <laughs> line is. Um, no, but no, yeah, I, I, I completely concur. Go ahead. I was just going to say at the party scene, I really couldn't even remember if Professor Bear was there at the end, you mm-hmm. know, because it was just kind of like this is Joe's kind of triumphant march, so to speak. I didn't mean to make that joke. Um, okay. Um, her, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Her triumphant walk through her, you know, dream becoming realized. And I, I honestly can't remember if Professor Bear is there in that mm. scene to the point where I was like, wait, they did end up together, right? Like, was that all mm. a thing? Um, so, yeah, I thought I just thought that was a really I just really appreciated Greta's storytelling there. Yeah, that was great, too. And him that little party with him at the end, that was cool, too. And the the, uh, you know, the piano and stuff i was just like well now time to cry again thanks a lot you right. know it was a that was a very beautiful scene and and way to um bring beth back into the movie at the end like that totally. was a, a great stroke for her awesome well let's grade this this out i'll go first a plus easy a plus for me one of my favorite films of the year i'm i'm working on my favorite films of the year and my favorite films of the decade right now because i don't letterboxed I know, like mm, I'm old, yeah. I'm analog. That lawsuit will uh, so be allowed back in. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I insisted on certain films. <laughs> it's, it's everything I see. I rank Brian, so show some respect. Um, no, but uh, so it's uh, it's certainly going to be up there on the year and maybe the decade as well. Uh, a plus for me. I can't wait to see it again. I think uh, oddly rewatchable for mm. co- uh, you know a costume drama yeah. <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what about you? Yeah, a, a plus for me. I I haven't seen 1917 yet. That's kind of the only yeah. outlier I think of Same. the the films that I'll see this year that that have a, a real shot at the the top. I think. Um, but I I I had just finished. Amy wrote a list for our our website uh, for the blog the top ten her top ten of the decade. So I know you'll appreciate this. I had just finished my rankings. I haven't done the the writing yet, but I had just finished the rankings and I walked out of this and was like, wow, that might have to I might have to redo some things. Oh no, good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's for sure. uh, This or cats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Got to find a spot for cats. Um, 
yeah, anyway, it's it's for sure top three for the year for me. And, and I'm going to have a real debate for, for number one. It's This is, uh, you know, this is masterpiece level filmmaking. So, Amy, how about you? Yeah, it's an A-plus for me, too. Um, I guess any movie where Bob Odenkirk is going to make me cry simply by walking into a room is going to be an A-plus right off the bat. That was American a surprise for me. Right. That's, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. American Treasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think um, Marriage Story, this might be tied for Marriage Story mm. um, or tied with Marriage Story for me. I'm not sure how Greta would feel about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, this it's definitely, um, yeah, I'm not sure that I would have corrected much about it other than occasionally wishing Emma Stone was Meg instead mm-hmm. of Emma Watson. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, incredibly rewatchable and um, surprisingly fresh for a story that, you know, I'm so familiar with. Awesome. Well, this was fun. Amy, thank you for joining us. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. You're welcome back uh, in six months once you're, um, you know, we have a, we have a pretty strict rule. No, you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to talk more stuff with you. Appreciate Check out all your stuff on the blog, but I'll let you promo yourself here right about now. Amy, where can I find you online? I'm at Amy Judith Carter on Twitter. That's pretty much it. Okay, very nice. Yeah, check out again, check out Amy to write some really cool content for us for the uh, blog and newsletter and all of that. Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle 12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can I find you? What's up? You can find me at Richard Barden on the social, all the other stuff on the website. You can find stuff occasionally by me. Uh, check out the VIP feed if you're not a Viper, uh, as we call them. It's the place to be. It's $4 a month. And you get uh, four to five extra episodes a month on throwback movies that we do. You get access to the Discord channel, which is like a big chat room with all of us in it all the time, both us and fellow VIPs. Mm -hmm. So it's a cool movie community. I always try to sell that part of it because we hear all the time. Number one review for we get of this podcast, if they like us, other than how dare you like Star Wars or how dare you not like Joker, uh, is, oh, I love this show because it's like having a conversation with my friends about movies and I never get to do that because no one likes movies the way I do. Well, well, $4 a month, you can have a chat room with 100 people in it <laughs> or more that all want to talk about movies and stuff all the time. So how fun is that on your phone or on your computer? Uh, so highly recommend that and all the stuff we do there as well as this feed as well. Well, this wraps up pretty much another year for us, guys. This was This was fun. Um, and, uh, we've got one or two movies maybe we'll do in 1917 and things like that. We haven't seen, but pretty awesome year, 2019. I really, I really dug it. Certainly the Oscar season. I'm, I'm looking at my favorite films of the year and it's, it's a pretty deep list. So, uh, can't wait to talk. We'll talk about that obviously. And our favorite films of the decade coming up on episodes as well. So until next time, ma'am, fam, I'm going to see you at that old cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Yeah, yeah. Silence is rambling